0: introduce the uh, compassion Karuna practice. Our, uh, Our plan is to give some instruction and guidance on all four Brahma Viharas over the course of the month. So I'll introduce the compassion. It doesn't mean that you have to now stop doing metta altogether and only do compassion, but uh, we will go through all four of them. So I'll I'll be speaking a little more uh, in as an introduction to begin, and then we'll do a guided meditation, uh, also, and then we'll uh, we'll continue for for some days to come as well. This quality of compassion is um, very central to this our practice and to the Buddhist teachings. It's and said sometimes there's said to be two wings uh, to awakening of uh, <coughs> excuse me compassion and wisdom wisdom and compassion and it said that the Buddha's uh, real inspiration you could say when he did decide to teach that that was born of uh, this quality of compassion it said that he surveyed the world with a, a vast kind of vision and saw beings trying desperately to be happy and at the same time engaged in the very things that led them to suffer. And it was seeing this and seeing the possibility that uh, there were those who would understand that he decided to to teach. I think sometimes, and this may be somewhat in the culture at times, uh, qualities like love and compassion, while they're seen as beautiful, also seem to be kind of soft or um, maybe even not exactly weak, but um, not strong, certainly. But this quality of compassion, I feel, has, is infused with and um, has qualities of strength and um, bravery. And actually, real courage is an aspect of this quality, and I like the word courage. In part, because the root of that word is the is comes from the Romance languages, from the Latin languages, and it's the word for heart. Cori in Italian, cur in French, corazón in Spanish. Uh, these are all words that come from the same root as courage. And and when compassion is is true and really developed in, in, the, in its full sense. It, it is courageous and brave. It's, it leads to feelings of joy and, and strength, empowerment. So it's not at all weak or uh, somehow um, without strength. And it arises in our mind and heart when we're able to actually open to and uh, uh, come close to suffering, to see the true nature of suffering, stress, difficulty that comes in all of our lives, in the lives of all beings at times. We see this in our own mind and heart. We see it in the world around us and actually open to this. It allows us to show up for it, to bear witness from a play, place of some strength, empathy, connection. And it's, it's a quality that allows us to do this without falling into overwhelming sadness or pity, despair. These feelings like pity or feeling sorry for ourselves for another, they're, it's close to compassion. It's sometimes called the near neighbor or near enemy because it has a resemblance. The heart is moved. But it actually represents more a quality of resistance or aversion. There's this It's a dismissive. It's, oh, poor you, over there. It's not really fully connected. But compassion allows us to really connect, to act when it's possible, to act quite firmly with real strength when we can, to name injustice as an example, and to take actions to alleviate suffering related to that with kind of real fearlessness. And also lets us uh, show up and sit with this uh, with suffering that we encounter in our lives and the world without turning away from it, even when there's nothing we can do. We don't abandon ourselves or another when there isn't anything we can do except be there. Show up. Sometimes I think we feel that it means, if we really open in this way, it means we have to Shoulder the burden of others suffering take that on and that it will it will lead us to um, Lead our hearts to break. It will, it will overwhelm us and um, lead us to, to extreme sorrow and um, Yeah heartbreak, but compassion really doesn't this isn't the uh, result of it there can actually be a qualities of, of real joy when we open in this way not because we're glad that another is suffering, but because of the quality of of the compassion itself, which is a beautiful and really joyful state, joyful uh, quality, mental quality. The Pali word, which most of you know, some of you may not, is karuna. One of the, I think one of the dorms is karuna. I hope all of you living there Tuning into compassion, (laughs) just because of the name of your dorm, perhaps. But this word karuna, sometimes it's it's equated with um, a kind of trembling, or sometimes people say quivering or trembling, a movement of the heart in response to suffering. So it's this heart that's moved by uh, suffering that we encounter and wishes to alleviate that, wishes that beings are, that we and others be free of this, free of stress, of sorrow, of pain. So there's kind of two steps that I want to mention briefly this afternoon that are important in uh, practicing and developing this quality of mind. The first one is to actually acknowledge the truth of suffering on all the levels that it arises. And Carol spoke about this quite a bit in her talk Uh, her more last talk that she gave. Pain, struggle, sorrow, difficulty do arise in life. They're not somehow wrong or bad. All of us encounter these things. It's not all there is to life, of course. We have the whole range and often uh, poetically um, referred to as the 10,000 joys and the 10,000 sorrows. We get the whole range. That's part of the package when you take birth in this realm that we live in and it's not a mistake or wrong or bad that that this comes to us it's just a reflection of the truth of things but we tend to see it in a different way we tend to see pain difficulty these kinds of things that are that aren't easy that come to us at times as as somehow as a mistake they should not be happening. We try to avoid them or deny them often. As though if somehow, if we had our act together, they wouldn't happen. But it's almost at times as though it's our fault if things don't um, don't always go just perfectly. You know, and we get a lot of input from the media. We're supposed to be happy and, and having a good time always, like, like a commercial. And we're supposed to be at least that good-looking also. And if we're not, you know, we, we're doing it wrong somehow. Happy, just so, oh, they're so happy, aren't they? In those commercials, they, and they're so beautiful. And, and that's supposed to be just how it is all the time. And of course, none of us would, would say, oh yeah, that's how I feel. But, but that message is, is out there. And we do so much to avoid a lot of it. We don't like to see... Uh, what's not beautiful. We hide away uh, those who are dying in this culture a lot. They're hidden away and we don't want to look at it. Aging, sickness, and death, we, we just don't want to go there. We want to keep them out of our consciousness if we can. And we do all kinds of things to avoid feeling this, letting it in. So the first step then is is to acknowledge that this exists and that it's not a mistake. And the second thing then is to actually um, open to it, which is also not not it's not so easy. You know, we we may tend to slip into feelings of of pity, or or anger against it, resistance and anger. You know. In, in response, it shouldn't be happening, it's wrong. And it's not that we, compassion, as I've been saying, it's not a resignation, but it's an acknowledgement that this is actually part of life and we open to it. And that lets us show up and be able to act when we can. So this quality of equanimity that informs all of the Brahma as besides being its own Brahma Vihara, it's the fourth of them, but it, it informs them all. It's a balance of mind that sees this as part of life and allows us to show up and see things not as right or wrong, but it's in terms of suffering and not suffering, so that we can really open to compassion, take steps to alleviate it when we can and um, and to, to not uh, run away or abandon the situation when we can't do anything. So, um, it's the equanimity that allows us to show up in this way so I'm going to do a s- traditionally in this practice so we'll begin a guided meditation now so uh, do sit comfortably as comfortably as you can usually in this uh, following the usual uh, sort of classical way of practicing from the, uh, that we've been using mostly, that's drawn from the commentaries from the Visuddhi you one would start, you know, where we go through categories. Usually one starts with someone who we know who is having a hard time, who has suffering in their life that we are aware of. And then we move through these categories. And we'll probably do, do that to some extent over the next days. But today I want to at least begin with uh, something that's more somewhat similar to uh, the guided metta I did some last week, whenever that was. So this will be, uh, again, I'm basing this on some guided meditations by a, a teacher named Lama John Makransky. Again, I'm basing it on that. I'm not saying that this is his, his thing and... Um, if you don't like it, it's not his fault. It's, it should, any, anything, any blame should come at me, (laughs) and I'm not, uh, you know, I don't want, this is no reflection on his beautiful teaching. (laughs) So this will be more, uh, at least to begin, a more receptive, uh, way of practicing. So, uh, as we begin now, just sit comfortably. You can have your eyes closed, or open. Uh, I know when, uh, when this is guided by uh, John McCransky and others, they recommend sitting with the eyes uh, softly, softly open, gently open, not looking around, but that's your choice. You can have them open or close. If the eyes are open, let the gaze be soft so you're not uh, honing in on anything, kind of uh, a gentle, softer gaze. And we'll begin this, this afternoon with the guided meditation just by feeling what it's like for you right now. In the sense of the body sitting, knowing there is a body, quality of the mind and heart, opening to to body and mind, body and heart, just as they are, letting them be just as they are. You're not trying to create some particular state or look for anything, just sitting here and resting in simple presence, just being a living being in this moment, as you are, with no agenda about that. Very simple. And it doesn't matter if you're grumpy or happy. You wish you had listened to your intuition that said, don't go, don't go. And, but you're here and... and you'll hurt my feelings if you leave. <laughs> so you'll survive. <laughs> you're interested, if this is like the sleepiest time of day for you and you're just barely conscious, it's okay. <laughs> However you are, just as you are right now, nothing to do about it. And if you'd like to, this is just a possibility, you could let your attention come to the area we call the heart center. It's more towards the middle of the chest than the than the heart, the beating heart organ, sometimes sort of at the base of the sternum. And there's a really, there's a little soft, tender spot there. If you could perhaps breathe into this part of the body or even touch it gently with, with the fingertips, not digging in there. <laughs> gently, I said gently. <laughs> Just feeling this part of the body if you'd like to, or breathing into this part of the body, but only if that feels interesting or meaningful. And notice what you notice there if you're doing that. It's not like you're supposed to feel anything in particular. Kind of the seat of the heart center, the seat of love and dignity and Integrity. In some cultures they say this is the seat of the mind. Inviting relaxation into the body and into the mind. Relax the body. Relax the mind. And if you have been working with particular beings in the, in the area of the benefactor or an easy, dear, dear person or being or a friend. Being who, being or more than one who you know just wishes you well. Someone who is actually known to you in your life. Someone who has holds you with uh, feelings of care. They don't have to be perfect, and you can you don't have to don't struggle. But if there's someone you've been working with, and if there are, might be one or more beings who are kind of um, use the word archetypal, who are sort of symbolic representatives of this quality of care and well wishing. I often we often mention his holiness, the Dalai Lama, because he seems to just be that seems to be his nature. And people who have no idea really much about him are drawn to to him because he seems to hold all beings with quality of care. Maybe a great teacher, maybe the Buddha or Jesus. Yen, the embodiment of this quality of compassion, said to be able to hear and hold all the, the cries and all the cries of sorrow and suffering in the world. Someone like Deepa Ma you may have, maybe you were lucky enough to meet or have read about who just seemed to hold all beings with quality of care. You let them come in, and you don't have to hold them steadily there. They may come and go. These beings who embody this quality and who you know just wish you to be at ease. And you can picture them or feel them without without an image or perhaps an image. They can be perhaps in front of you or maybe behind you or surrounding you or sitting next to you. Any of these ways that might help you to feel that sense of presence. And just picture them wishing you well. They're sending you qualities of love and care in the form of the wish that you be free of suffering. free of stress. And just let it come like a gentle sort of radiance, like light, or like a cool breeze that washes over and through you. And it bathes the mind and body, a gentle wish that you'd be free of trouble and worry take a moment and feel into areas of tension or physical pain or difficulty that might be in your body don't go looking for it if it's not there tension that arises for all of us at times it's not not something that we is weird or strange or unusual we all have times when there's tightness tension physical pain pain in the back knees sense into into what it's like we live with this at times it's part of Our life is to have these aches and pains, and they come sometimes, they're not always there, but might be there, and invite them to release, or at least see if you can relax around them. And receive this wish for your well-being into these areas of tension and physical pain that may be present. They don't have to be big, the word suffering seems like really big. They can be just small every day. These beings wishing you to be at ease, to be free of this. Free of these aches and pains. Able to rest at ease. I'll bring to mind the kinds of sort of daily anxieties and worries that come to all of us at times just about taking care of our responsibilities and meeting obligations, just the basic stuff about our life that we have to take care of. And there are worries and stresses that come with that at times. We in all beings live with these kinds of anxieties about just basic taking care of ourselves as we live in the world and meeting our obligations, the responsibilities we may have for others and what it's like to live with this. We may know things about one of these friends or benefactors, we know they also have these worries at times. It's something we share. And receive the wish from them that you be able to live with ease, take care of yourself easily, so that these worries are not troubling. Be free of this, of the stress of having this in your life. Wishing you ease with that truth. Maybe worries about finances or employment, about school. about your own health or another's health. We all live with these kinds of concerns at times. And they, they bring stress. Receive the wish from these benefactors, dear friends, that you be free of suffering About these things. Perhaps you can imagine them saying words to you. May you be free of suffering. I care about you. I care about these difficulties. I won't abandon you when you're having a hard time. They're offering these wishes as a kind of like a kind of healing energy that bathes the mind and body washes over us through us touches every cell in the body the wish that we be free of stress and suffering If things start to get vague or you lose the thread of of the practice, just come back to feeling the body sitting and the mind however it is. Reconnect with the heart center if that seems helpful. Bring one or more of these beings into your mind, into your heart as a felt sense or an image. And at any time uh, in this guided meditation, if the, the urge, the feeling, the desire comes to uh, offer this quality of care back, you can do that because you know that these beings also have difficulty. They have stress and struggle, worries. You wish them to be free of suffering, free of worry and trouble regarding these, these things that come to all of us, the daily anxieties, physical pains, worries about our responsibilities. You can receive and also send. It can be like a cycle. Sense into the fears that sometimes come about what others may think of you. Ways we can fall into comparing with others, how, how painful that is. A comparing mind, feeling not as good ways that we feel that we we aren't lovable that there's something wrong with us there's something wrong with me that feeling that comes sometimes i'm not good enough and the pain of living with that in the mind, in the heart. Sense what it's like to at times feel this way and let let the healing energy of these beings who care for you, let it bathe over that, let it heal that, heal those feelings, release those feelings. these beings who just say simply, I care about this. I will stay with you, there's nothing wrong with you. I wish you well, wish you to be free of suffering. Feel this loving care like light or like a soft shower or a gentle breeze. In other areas of life that are difficult at times, where we struggle with feelings of sadness or guilt, feelings of loss and grief at the loss of one who's dear to us. We, We miss them. Feelings of loneliness that come at times. You don't have to conjure these up, but we all have these feelings at times. And feel what it's like to live with that. And let the loving energy, the caring energy of these dear beings or these spiritual benefactors, let it heal that feelings of loneliness and loss, sadness or guilt. I wish you to be free of suffering. I care about your pain and sorrow. I won't abandon you. Maybe other areas, other things that come in the mind and heart at times. Feelings of anger or betrayal. Hopelessness. Sometimes we feel so hopeless. I can't do it, it's hopeless. We look in our mind and heart and it feels like there's no way this will ever be okay. Sometimes it feels that way. Sometimes there's such strong longings or feelings that we're just not complete and will never be whole. Never be complete. These ways that that worries and troubles come in into our lives. It's just, these are daily things that come at times. It brings stress and struggle into the mind, dis-ease and tension. Sense what it is to, to live with these, which we all have to do at times. At times they seem so strong. keep us awake at night, fears and worries. Just as these come into our own mind and heart, this is true for others. These beings who wish you well, they know what that's like. (laughs) They're not afraid of that because they know it and they care about you. I'm not gonna run away or abandon you because you feel that way. I'm just wishing you well. I'll stay with you. I care about your pain and sorrow. May be free from suffering. receiving this loving energy like light that just washes over you and you can bathe in it like, a, like an animal ba- resting in a pool of sunlight. I like that image. You're just basking in it, letting it come into and touch every part of your being and the body, the mind, healing those worries, troubles, Sending these wishes to those benefactors and dear ones, if that, if that desire comes, knowing that they also have worries and fears and difficulties. Letting them know that you won't abandon them, that you care about this. So you're not afraid of it. And you wish them be free of suffering and stress and struggle. Now, for the last few minutes of this period of meditation. Starting to let go of uh, visualizations, of picturing other beings, or trying to come up with a feeling of them. Just let that go. You don't have to push it away. If it's there, that's fine, but let go of trying to hold it there, or doing this kind of practice. Let go of practicing. Let go of meditating. See if you can feel the energy, This like a field of care, maybe some of that is there. You can let that be there and let it fade away as it may, as it will, sooner or later. Not trying to hold on to it. Let go of of anything that feels like doing or a practice or meditating. Just stop meditating. Just feel what it's like to be a living being right now, just as you are. Letting the breath come in and out in its own way. If you notice holding in the body, invite that to let go if it wants to. Notice the mind grasping or holding, trying to do. Let that release itself. all these sensations and thoughts and feelings, let them arise and pass away as they want to, just as their nature, just do it on their own, arising, dissolving. Mind can just relax and fall open. It doesn't have to do anything. There's no focus. And there's kind of a boundless, open f- quality to the awareness. It's just its nature. You don't have to try to feel it that way or make it be that way. It just is. You're open. There's no center there. There's no borders or boundaries to it. And everything arises in the body and the mind, sensations and feelings and thoughts that just come in and they go, just doing it by themselves. And there's nothing you have to do about it. And anything you're feeling now is just fine. It's the way it is. There's nothing you have to do. There's no one you have to be. Just rest, just as you are. Simple. Just like this.